Career Disruptors is the podcast for senior managers who are not afraid to challenge the status quo, who challenge assumptions, and who push the boundaries and love shattering conventional wisdom. I'm Coach Caroline DeKimper, empowering professionals to build a personal brand that gives them the confidence they need to go after the career they want and deserve. This episode is the audio recording of a video or live stream because I know that many of you just love to listen to the juicy content. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Hey, it's Caroline DeKimpe here, career and leadership coach. And today I want to talk about imposter syndrome. And specifically, if you're a leader and it shows up, what to do with it? Because you're second guessing yourself, your confidence is getting lower and the impact that it has is phenomenal on the rest of your career. So we want to deal with it. And it's something that a lot of people think they, they, they know they have, but they don't know what to do about it. So I'm going to give you at the end of this live streaming three simple ways that you uh, can implement today to actually overcome and help manage your imposter syndrome. So first of all, imposter syndrome shows up the most when we stretch ourselves, when we're getting in a, in a situation that we're very uncomfortable in. So for example, uh, one of my clients, a manager gets promotion to a senior manager and get a, gets a stretch assignment. And basically you coming into a situation that you not you can't rely anymore on what you used to rely on. And you are afraid that you will lose face in the eyes of other senior stakeholders. And to compensate that, there are a couple of things that most people do. So first of all, most people start over committing and over delivering. So they uh, their boundaries go out the window and they say yes to everything. So the people pleasing in uh, in your if if that is part of your character goes into overdrive and people start really like extra saying yes to things that they shouldn't and that is because basically they feel so insecure and they are afraid that people other others will find out that they're not so good in the job that they they are appointed to and they just overcompensating by saying yes to a lot more stuff that they shouldn't do and they overcommitting as a as a result of it and the problem with overcommitting and over delivering is of course burnout. So a lot of people will experience it's not sustainable because when you go up from manager to senior manager or from senior manager to director or whatever stretch assignment that you take on or whatever position you're acting in, it doesn't really matter. You will basically feel a little bit outside your comfort zone and there will be things that you don't know and compensating by just saying yes to everything and doing tasks that downplay you is not going to help you in the long term it's not sustainable because that's what they will give you the the, the scope of your role will grow 
And with that comes extra responsibilities. The problem is that a lot of people stay in the same behavior and they stay stuck in, the, in, in what they are familiar with, which is often the tactical part of doing the job because they know they're good in the tactical and implementation part of the job. And that's basically why they got the opportunity to step up, but when they step up, they don't make the shift in identity. They stay the same person that they were before. And basically, that doesn't work. So whenever you are at a certain level in management, and depending on the size of your organization, this will differ. But uh, when you're at a certain level of management and you step up, your identity needs to change. It's not your mindset. It's not just the strategy and action that you take. It is at core your identity. And if you don't change that, you will stay stuck over and over again in opportunities that downplay your potential and where you're too tactical versus strategic. And even though you can do the strategy and you will do the strategy, you still like get bogged down by all the tactics. I'm not sure if that sounds familiar to you, but that is what I see all the time over and over again. It's only with people that have been in really senior executive positions for a long, long time that they actually know how to actually set those boundaries that or they become a career really really psycho narcissist and they really like dictate people around and they steal all the glory and can and would sell their mother if if, if they had the chance anyway you if you want to be an authentic leader you need to think about okay what is identity that i put behind this what is the the person that i want to be as a leader and how can i respect my own boundaries what is expected from me because surely you will realize this how silly this sounds but surely they don't expect you to perform at the same ex executional level that you were now you have stepped up but a lot of people have trouble transitioning and making that shift between the tactical and the leadership um, and the strategy skills and, and, and opportunities that they have to embrace, all those responsibilities. So that is one part that I see happening all the time is that people get stuck too much in the tactical work, work world <laughs> and in the work uh, instead of really the strategic and leadership capability that they have to demonstrate. And they do that to compensate for anything that they, it's a perceived perception that, that it's, they, they think they are perceived as inadequate so to compensate that they feel because they're feeling like an imposter and to compensate that they are going to say yes more work harder and stay and and deliver more staying in that tactical space you want to shift out of that because once you want to step up and if you want to increase your influence this you need to change your core identity that's one side of the coin. The other side of the coin is basically that people, when they change from 
being just the manager uh, of a division or whatever and having a small team and doing their job really good and stepping up the the challenge here is is that there is a different level of politics most people that i know of they shy away from politics which is absolutely to the detriment of their career because it's not playing the politics that will win you the success is knowing how you navigate politics and be positive about that and knowing there is a place for the politics and how to navigate those how to create those alliances but because a lot of people shying away from it and being like ostriches and putting their head in the sand they're not really involved in creating those alliances to, to give you an, a, an example, I was talking to my uh, the people in my leadership group and I asked them the question, who is your biggest advocate within the organization? Because everybody that's in that group, they have over 15 years experience, they're middle or senior managers, and they want to increase their influence, their executive presence and impact that, that, that they're making. Basically, they want to be heard uh, a lot of the time. And so like 95% uh, of the people said that their direct manager was their biggest advocate. And that is a problem. So if you have the same situation, if you say your direct manager is your biggest advocate, then you really haven't really developed your internal network in creating those alliances. Like you can be very good in stakeholder management and you might have a lot of internal stakeholder managers, but are they really your allies? Will they have your back, vouch for you? Will they like propose you and put your name forward for a promotion? Not your direct manager only. Like, do you have a network of people that really like advocate your idea on a senior le level and really influence the others on your behalf? If not, then you have to work on that. That is the second part of the coin. It's like, yes, you have to create a, a leadership brand, not a personal brand, because everybody has a personal brand, but you have to shift your personal brand into that leadership brand and make sure that you have a circle of people around you that will support you, vouch for you, and, 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 and really like are, are your advocates. That's what you want to create. And yes, so this is really what will compensate. So um, to recap a little bit, what most people do when they're feeling like an imposter and they're having that imposter syndrome is, first of all, they overcompensate. They overcompensate by working harder, harder, overcommitting, overdelivering, and just saying yes to everything else, staying in the tactics rather than the leadership space that they need to play in. That's one side. And the second thing that imp uh, if you have a problem with feeling like an imposter that you don't do is really building your internal network. So we want to change that. First of all, you have to acknowledge the fact that even though you feel as an imposter, people have seen your potential. You wouldn't have been where you are and you wouldn't have been given the opportunity if people weren't convinced that you would be able to handle it so somewhere down the line 
you give them the conviction and you give them what was needed for them to believe in you. So if they believe in you, you owe it to yourself to also believe in yourself. So there are so many tactics if you feel like an imposter that uh, we can work on to, to, together if you want to actually make sure that that level of imposter syndrome is not impacting the way you are being perceived in the organization or the way you're operating. Um, but it's so important that you acknowledge, first of all, that self-doubt, yes, it might show up and it will show up again and again and again. Every time that you are challenged, you will feel like, holy crap, can I just like do this? Holy crap. Do they, why do they think I know this stuff? Because I don't. But maybe it's not the technical abilities anymore. It's the, the other thing, the untangible thing, your leadership capabilities, your compassion, how you empower people, how you are like uh, your energy on, on, on and your drive for delivery, your customer-centric approach. Those are all the other skills. It might not be your technical skills and abilities. So when you make that shift over and you get challenged between second guessing yourself feeling like an imposter feeling like a fake feeling like a fraud and so on you have to think like first of all okay like i'm 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 giving being given this opportunity i'm not going to waste it i'm going to actually just embrace it and what are the skills that they have seen in me that they have given me that opportunity whether it's through a promotion or an external that you stepped up and you might think like, oh, yeah, I bullshit my way through the interview and that's how I got this job or anything else. Or, yeah, yeah, I know how to talk. No, I don't think so. Because people like really quickly see through you if you're lying or faking it or putting up a performance. Like you're in the first two, three months out of that job, whether it's an internal promotion or an external, or they will push you out. But if that doesn't happen, that means, okay, they, there are some other qualities in me that they have seen. What are those qualities? And so the first strategy that I would say that will help you if you feel that way as an imposter or self-doubt or like a fake or fraud, is like becoming aware of, 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 of you. What is it that I, what is my added value or my organizational added value? Because it's not because other people see it that you see it. It's often, that's why clients come to me is because like they see themselves in, 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 in a certain way and it's by working together that suddenly their world opens up and they say like, holy crap, I am so much more than what I thought I was. And then they can talk to it. So it's becoming self-aware of that, what you have to offer, your organizational value and what makes you authentic. Like in another video, I talked about your why and why it's so important to really connect to that if you want to step up as an authentic leader. I will link in it uh, in, in the comments so you can go and check it out. But this is where this also come, uh, comes together, that self-awareness. In, in the program and with the clients that I work one-on-one or in a group on their leadership skills, we the first thing we do is really unravel the leadership blueprint, understanding what makes them them. And this is part of it. 
understanding your big why, becoming self-aware about your organizational value. So that's the first part. The second part is going to challenge you. The second part is becoming comfortable with tension. Now, what do I mean by this? With this, we all know that stepping outside your comfort zone is where the magic happens. And people step out of it, they freak out, overcompensate, like I mentioned before, or basically go back because basically it was too scary having that stretch assignment, or they step out, burn themselves, over-deliver, don't have boundaries anymore, and just being downplaying their, their potential. So that is what most people do when they step outside their comfort zone. What I want you to do is, or what I want you to realize is what people do is resolving the tension that they have. So the tension that it creates of feeling uncomfortable. So a, a, a good example would be like, okay, you, you come home and you have tension in yourself and what you do is you drink wine or you drink beer or whatever is your favorite beverage. Uh, you start like to compensate and to release you of that tension. But that tension, and I'm not talking about stress tension of a toxic environment or anything else. I'm talking about tension that will enable you to, to have that growth. That tension, that is a good tension. And you have to capitalize on that tension. And the best way to do and to be comfortable with that tension is to observe it. Where does it come from? Where in my body sits that tension? And really, what what feelings do I have? And I know that a lot of people will say, oh, there she goes again. She's talking about feeling dala, dala. But like, what feeling does that evoke, that tension? Because your awareness of that stretch is one thing, but really becoming comfortable with that tension will give you the answers to where you need to focus on. Do you need to create allies? How can you be more assertive? How can you be less defensive? What can you do to not fall in the trap about being an imposter? Because we know that falling into that, uh, the typical imposter syndrome is not going to help you move forward in your career. It's going to be detrimental. You have to learn different skills. You have to change your identity your identity from the identity you had being a, a, a manager to a middle manager to a senior manager. It's a different type of person. What got you there won't get you to the next level. So you have to make that shift. You don't have to change who you are. It's always staying in line and staying authentic, staying true to yourself. But becoming comfortable with that tension all comes down to really understanding your identity first and becoming knowledgeable about, okay, what is that tension? Where is it sitting? What am I feeling? What do I need? And becoming aware again and before you can become comfortable. So that's the second step. And the third and last step is to create a support network. Now, I'm not talking about an internal support network because having an internal support network is important. But if you are a middle manager or a senior manager, you do not, you want to be very strategic on how you use your managers and anybody else in the organization because the perception that you give them 
is not going to be the one that you say like, oh my God, I'm out of control. I do not know what to do in this case. Because then they're going to think like, okay, she has another, he or she has another there on their plate and we're not going to add more on or they can't handle that situation. That is not what's the perception that you want to, to, to give. You can definitely confide in, 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 in any of your stakeholders, so don't get me wrong, but it's really how you approach the subject and how you put it forward. Because sometimes my clients come to me, they come to me and say, like, Caroline, shit hit the fan, this happened, that happened, whoa, it's a mess. And it just takes them 20 minutes to actually talk to me, sort their thoughts out, line them up, for them to actually just compose themselves and say like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And then you can actually have a conversation with your manager or any other senior stakeholder because then you actually have really framed your thoughts. So uh, why is it so important to seek support? Is because if you stay with those rambling thoughts in your head without framing them and giving them a clear place so you can make a, an informed decision, you're going to be a mess. Like, look, I've seen it a million times before, managers that want to do and please everyone and being left, right and center and saying yes to everything and just like all over the place because they, they just like don't organize their thoughts and they don't know how to respond to the situation. So what they do is react. And you don't want to react. You want to respond to a certain situation. As a leader, you want to do that. So that is basically very, very important for you to, 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 to understand why you want support. And you don't want to have that only internally because otherwise the perception is going to be wrong. And so what is also why it's also important to seek external support. And that could be in a coach like myself, a leadership coach, or that could be like anybody else that you're external of the organization. Um, like lots of my clients, they have next to me, they have other mentors because everybody has a different task. So the best way to demonstrate that would be like a, a golf player, really a high level Tiger Woods golf player. Uh, they have different coaches for different things, some for the swing with this club and some for that. And uh, it's like they have different coaches or different people that help them. And yes, they might have a main coach or a main person, but they all have like a support system. And that's why it's important. Nobody reaches the top. Nobody goes and creates success. And if you want to just create an impact, regardless, you don't want to be the next CEO and just create an impact, then it's so vital to have your support system. Now, in my leadership training, like I said, like one-on-one or in group, we talk about five people that you really need to have in your support system because they will help you no matter what and how to recruit those people. And that will take time. It's not a magic pill that you take and say like, yeah, I want this person and this person. It's like really understanding and mapping out everybody in your network. And maybe you have to really go outside and grow your network but it's all about understanding how everything fits together it's a well-oiled machine that you have to work on to actually get that 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 result 
I hope that made sense to you guys. If it didn't, let me know. Send me an email and let me know if I have to elaborate uh, about anything else. Now, a couple of things. Um, I run a free training. Uh, so if you want to shift from an overworked doer, so those the training is good for middle to senior managers that really want to increase their impact, really want to increase their influence, want to get heard, then uh, I will pop a link below about how to shift from an overworked doer to a sought after leader and the five mistakes that I see people make all the time and how you can actually make sure once you're aware of them, you can actually make sure you don't make them. I will pop a link below. It's an amazing training. It's short and snappy. It's only 12 minutes. Don't think, oh, it's only 12 minutes. What can she say in 12 minutes? Uh, a lot of valuable information. Uh, this can transform your career and how you position yourself by just understanding these principles. So go and check it out. Uh, register and uh, what you get immediate access, 12 minutes of your time. You can do it like uh, on the train, on the commute. Nobody's commuting. Everybody's sitting home. But everybody has 12 minutes to actually go through it. It's not going to be a sales pitch. It's not going to be me talking about my, my, my life and where I come from. No, it's going to be actionable information that you can implement and execute straight away in your career and transform from an overworked doer to a sought after leader. So if you have any questions, let me know, put it in the comments or direct message me. If you like this video, give me a thumbs up. It's always good to know that people appreciate the content that I'm creating so I can actually create more of it. Uh, if we are not connected on LinkedIn, reach out, connect with me. I'm all about a really increasing my network and connecting with more people uh, in that I can share my message uh, with. And if you want to work with me, rather whether it is in a career coaching capacity or in a leadership capacity, I will also pop a link below so you can actually schedule a call to see how we can work together. Thank you so much. It was absolutely amazing talking to you today, guys. Uh, I'm really so appreciative of the community that we have here and the opportunity that I have here on LinkedIn to spread this message. So uh, thank you very much and I will see you very soon. Bye. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Career Disruptors podcast. If you did, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. And if you want to take the next step in your career and you want to discover how I can help you, head over to my website, newhorizoncoaching.com.au and discover how we can work together or download any of my free resources. Thanks again and I'll connect with you on the next episode.